everybody's got a story. As you start to untangle and unwind yours, you deserve support and guidance on that path. Welcome to the Story Healer Sessions. Hey, lovely. This is your host, Lena Morgan. Today's session, we're sitting down with Michelle Marshall, who is a powerhouse in her own right. Not only did she navigate a really traumatic childhood and young adulthood, she also has gone through the magic of rebirth several times in life. In this current rebirth, she is navigating the maternal lineage that she was given and deciding what she wants to take forward with her. What's more true for her and for her children? While at the same time, she's helping her young adult children navigate the stories that they inherited and what's more true for them. It's a really beautiful session sitting with what we got from our parents and what we give to our children and how even when those things have been done, they're in the past, we can't change them now. We can bring healing to those stories that everyone has internalized. Remember, you can grab pen and paper and follow along during the session, having curiosity and self-discovery for the stories that are ready to be released in your life. If you're interested in having a one-on-one session with me, you can learn more about it and book online at lanamorgan.com. All right, Story Healer, let's get into the session. you so much for sitting down with me to do this. I super appreciate yeah. taking the time. All right, so let's get started with the card. Let me get it all ready for you here. Okay, so however you best like to pull a card. Okay. We will see what story we're going to work on today. Shuffle it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. So the card you pulled reads, I release, I release, I release. Hmm. (laughs) That's not a good one for you at all. (laughs) Okay. So let's find that part in the journal. So for this card, the journal says, you've navigated some incredibly difficult times, story healer. I see the wounds and the winds written on your heart. In our histories, we can carry memories that are so potent that they still cause us grief and pain. You cannot erase history, but you can revisit it through healing eyes. You can release the story that you took on as truth from that event, the belief you carried forward about who you were and what you deserved. From a more honest view, we can release what was never true to begin with. Cool. Is there a story that comes to mind that you think, yeah, okay, there's some more to that one that I wouldn't mind letting go of? Or do you want to just start with the first question and see what happens? Um, I think we'll just start with the first question and see what happens. Okay. All right. So the questions that go on the first page that just go with the card itself. What would help happen if you released an old story and who would you be if that event wasn't potent anymore? So the first question that we're going to work today is on the next page, remembering an old story, I can see that I carried this belief after. So I want you to think of like an event or a time in your life or something 
It can be something traumatic that happened to you, or it can be something that positive that happened to you, that after that event, you looked at the world differently, or the view of yourself was different. Yeah, um, I think the story that definitely sticks out is the um, story of my mom and Mm -hmm. our relationship and um, her not protecting me when I was younger. Totally. Okay. So the belief that you carried forward from that, how would you articulate that? I would articulate it um, that um, I never felt safe, Mm. um, that I um, continued to not feel like I was in a safe environment, um, that I wasn't good enough for um, someone to love me, Mm -hmm. um, and keep me safe. Um, and, um, you know, that she didn't protect me when, um, when there was something that happened to me, you know, in our, in my childhood. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I love to like so much that you're articulating there, like comes, around to the idea of like not deserving protection Mm -hmm. and safety or needing to work really hard or show up perfectly to have that. Yes. For sure. Yeah, for sure. That's, I mean, that story continued with me Mm. until just recently, you know, Mm -hmm. so in all my relationships. Yeah. Including work, uh, you know, romantic relationships, mm-hmm. um, even friendships. So I wanted to like open that story back even a little further that your mom didn't give you a sense of safety or protection really your whole life. Uh, do you think like, how do you think she came to own that story that she didn't need to be a place of safety for her kid? Um, I think that she didn't come from a safe place either. Mm. Um, it's where I, um, I think by doing this work that we've been doing, I've, um, realized that the, as much as I love, you know, my grandparents that I feel like there definitely are some old stories there, Mm. um, and that she didn't come from a safe place either. So like if you were to kind of track how that story came to your mom? Like, what was she experiencing that made that story true for her? Um, Well, I think that um, there was some type of abuse going on when they were younger. Mm. Um, And, I mean, I don't know exactly what it was, but I think there was definitely some some family abuse going on. Mm -hmm. And how do you suspect that your grandmother handled that if it was brought to her attention? She um, ignored it also. Mm. Um, And um, I think that it was a space of that my grandfather was going to always be, um, was you, uh, or the words I'm looking for, that he's the provider And so, you know, even if he did do something wrong or then you just kind of let it go and you don't talk about it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 
I also, I mean, from the stories from my mom uh, would tell me, you know, is um, that my grandmother was actually somewhat pretty um, strict and mean to them when they were younger. So interesting. She wasn't like that with us, but Mm -hmm. yeah, but my mom did say that and, and my aunt. Wow. Okay. So yeah, for the generation that went before you, what they received as the version of mothering was someone who was strict and mean and enforced punishments. So even though that that wasn't the person you knew as your grandmother, you know, Mm -hmm. she was like a soft place Mm -hmm. in comparison to everything else that was going on. Yeah, it's so, uh, it's always so interesting to me to like look back and see like, okay, that person was showing up the way they did for a good reason. Mm -hmm. They learned that from somebody. Right. Where did they learn it from? You know, mm-hmm. none of these stories start with us unless we experience some huge trauma that really, you know, changes the way we're walking through the world. Like we, there's always this inheritance that went on before that. So um, it's interesting, like through like maybe another way to put it would be that the women in your family have this. Uh, have this lineage that says you as the woman need to make everything okay. Need whatever the men in your life are giving you, you have to figure out how to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like that's something that you took forward from them? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. In my relationships with, um, with men, it has been, um, I've allowed um, men to treat me a certain way or do things, and um, and I just let it go. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, definitely mm-hmm. believe so. Is it some a trait that you've noticed in your children? In either like, yes, I see them embodying that, or no, I see them doing the opposite, or you know, they found their own path in the middle. Um. No, I think, um, my children have, um, I've been trying really hard, um, to break the cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like, um, my, all my children have been in therapy, Mm -hmm. um, and they honestly have not been in super healthy relationships, but I think that, or in relationships at all, Mm -hmm. um, that I know of, um, and I think now they, they've done a lot of work also on mm-hmm. themselves. And, um, and right now I feel like my, my son, my oldest son has, you know, has a, a girlfriend and I think that they've been really working hard to make their relationship healthy. So, That's um, awesome. yeah, so I think I'm hoping that mm-hmm. during this, that we can break this cycle. Um, and, um, hopefully that they have healthy relationships mm-hmm. or they feel safe. So what would it look like to you? Like, what would you see where you could tell yourself, okay, we've broken the cycle? Um, that they have open communication, healthy partners, healthy mm-hmm. relationship where they have open communication. Um, kind of the same things I want, you know? So, yeah. yeah, I just, it would be nice to see them in healthy relationships with whatever, whoever they choose, whatever partner they choose. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, where they feel safe. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. 
That's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, like, what, what an amazing thing to take a step back and look at. I will know I have broken the cycle. This story will have been set down when I can look at my children and see them in partnerships where they feel safe. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. That's amazing. <laughs> like, that would be amazing. Because consider... The other story of partnership is not a place where you find safety. Partnership is not a place where safety exists for you. It is just about managing whatever chaos is there through yelling or force or whatever it is. Like we have no idea how many generations that goes back for. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. your kids are the fourth generation that we like, okay, we can see directly. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, it could have been going on for so long before that. Right. We just don't know. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And their kids, safety in relationships will not even be a part of the equation. Mm -hmm. They'll be able to, like, move on and heal other things because they won't have had to figure out how to deal with that one, how to heal that space. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the story with your mom, never feeling safe, not feeling like you were good enough to love and to keep safe, like that little kid inside of you recording that as a truth about yourself and then walking through the world accordingly, how would you, so the question is, an old story I can tell in a more honest, loving light is, But what I'm really curious about is if you were to go back and talk to that little kid version of yourself, what would you tell them is more true than the reality they're experiencing? Um, Well, I would um, tell them, well, first of all, that I love them, Mm -hmm. um, that I'm going to protect them, and that that everything's going to be okay. So like in the, you know, when we revisit that inner child, like it's, I feel like there's these waves that come in. And the first one is just, we are that angry adult that is like, how dare you (laughs) treat this child like this? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you've sat in that place? Oh, definitely. I uh, feel like I've definitely sat in that place. I didn't, um, I was angry, very angry um, young adult, um, very angry with my mother. I didn't mm-hmm. have a good relationship with her. It took me until she was ready to pass away for me to forgive her. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like I took a lot of that out on my children um, mm-hmm. as they were growing up too. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, maybe also was kind of going down the path of not being able to protect them, you know, mm-hmm. the way that they should have been. So... Um, yeah. So that's been really um, hard to work through and to take accountability of also, you know, that um, I learned some things from my mother that I'm not proud of that I also was with my children. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. So in that light of like the things you learned from your mom that you passed on to your kids that you look back now, like, I wish I had I wish I'd done that differently. Mm-hmm. All I can do now is change and show up differently. Um, but, uh, 
Okay, there's like this idea that I've worked with some people around that it's almost like that little kid inside of you is the one who is parenting them in that you need them to be strong. You need them to not look to anyone else for protection, but to protect themselves because that little kid inside of you is like, no, 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 no. The world is scary. People are not going to come and help you. I need you to get your shit together so that you can navigate this world and not be harmed by it. Mm -hmm. Does that, I mean, does that feel true? Does that resonate? Oh, completely resonates. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I left home at a really young age. Um, I was 15, um, you know, forged my mom's signature so I could work. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she didn't come looking for me. <laughs> so I was kind of out on my own. And I think um, from that point forward, I definitely was in survival mode and mm-hmm. that I'm going to make it. Um, and, you know, I did not want to be like her. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be successful. So, um, I wanted to be able to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was going to show him like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean that it just speaks to the depths of your resilience too, that you could take that situation and be like, no, 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 no. I am going to make sure that I am okay in this. And then also applied that to your children of like, I will make sure you are okay in this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunately it's like when we're parenting to soothe the trauma that's still inside of us. You know, it's, it's not about our kids. It's not about their highest good. It's just like more than anything, I need to know you will be able to take care of yourself in the world, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. which I imagine is the place your mom was parenting you from too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need you. I need you to not rely on me because if you rely on me, you're just going to be let down. Mm-hmm. Which is probably a story she got from her mom, too, because she made the mistake of relying on her, Mm -hmm. you know, and just got let down, which is like such a drag because, man, if there's one thing that we are all biologically programmed to do, it's to rely on our moms. Right. So like when you have a mom that just can't do it. Oh, man. It's like a deep wound for everyone. Yeah. Okay, so. So the place that you were parenting from, I'm just curious about that. Like, if you were parenting to make sure that your kids would be okay no matter what, what are some things you can look back with more clarity and see were important to you when you were parenting these young kids that was informed by that? Oh, that I was parenting my own children? Mm -hmm. Uh, um, (laughs) Oh, you're talking about making sure that they're taken care of mm-hmm. oh. that they can take care of themselves that yeah yeah that I'm going to raise my kids to be independent mm-hmm. um yeah that um they do good in school um they were in all kinds of sports mm-hmm. I had them in a bunch of activities um I showed up to all their events and um you know that they were going to go to college and mm. and do something um mm-hmm. we kind of all were uh, semi-forced in our own ways to go to college. And so I think that was instilled. Um, I mm-hmm. kind of forced, not that this was good. I've learned now that, <laughs> you know, you should allow your children to kind of figure things out on their own too. But, um, 
that, you know, they, they needed to, to do X, Y, and Z to be successful. And I forced that on my children and mm. also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How have you seen that play out? Cause your kids are like in their early to mid twenties mm-hmm. now. Yep. Yeah. How I see it play out. Well, mm-hmm. just recently my daughter, um, messaged me and said that she feels that she was forced to go to college and that, um, her bachelor's degree is, 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 um, it's garbage. <laughs> so, um, she has a lot of resentment towards me mm-hmm. about, um, the way I raised them. And, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't, I was also a very young parent also. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's not very happy, um, about, you know, her being the only one that went to college. Mm-hmm. My youngest son, I think also, I think that I put a lot of pressure on him um, to go to college. He's chosen not to. Mm-hmm. And I just think that they felt they had to be and I, a certain, that they weren't good enough. Mm. So, um, the cycle yeah. kind of continued. Um, uh-huh. and I think that I, you know, uh, I realized that I did that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, like to put the 10,000 foot view on there, right? Uh, your mom told you you weren't good enough through neglect Mm -hmm. and you ended up doing the opposite of being so invested in your kids that they were still hearing they weren't good enough, but it was from like, no, I am putting so much into you. This is where you should go and what you should do, Mm -hmm. which is so often how these generational stories like weave through our family. You know, I like to say that we take the story our parents gave us and we either do exactly what they did or we do the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, so you found your footing in like, okay, if I do the opposite of whatever my mom did, like everything will be okay. Cause at least it won't be that. Mm-hmm. And so that's really so beautiful that now your kids are old enough to be like, cool. We did that. Everybody survived. We're going to be fine. But here is what that gifted us to work through now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I feel like it's obviously I didn't, what parents perfect, but, um, it's definitely been, um, challenging the last six months while I've been working on myself to realize Mm -hmm. that, um, that the things that I, um, want to change moving forward. So Mm -hmm. for relationship with my children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and the biggest, I mean, like if we could all wish for one thing for ourselves with our children, it's when they come to us, letting us know how we've let them down because we will. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely the nature of the business. (laughs) Like nobody gets out of this having done it perfectly. And side note, it's because we parent our children the way we need it to be parented. We don't parent them the way they need to be parented, Mm -hmm. you know? you were sitting there with this huge wound of nobody caring or protecting you. And so you parented your kids the way little Michelle really wanted someone to show up and be like, you can do so much. I want to support you doing everything. I will show up to everything you do. Like I've got you in this, Mm -hmm. but you have three individuals who aren't that person, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So like I, my kids are younger still eight and 12. And I just tell myself all the time, like 
I'm going to mess them up in ways <laughs> I could have never seen coming, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That when they are in their early 20s, they will tell me how I <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. And I thought I was doing a pretty decent job, but mm-hmm. I didn't. <laughs> right? And now you have these wonderful, articulate enough humans that can let you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard to hear sometimes, but then, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, like I said, it's, it's, it's easier now mm-hmm. that I'm in the space I'm in. Yeah. So a big part of why it does get easier is because, okay, so imagine that when you were parenting these young kids, you were doing it to protect the wounded little kid inside of you, right? Mm -hmm. But now you've taken responsibility for her and you are mothering her the way that she needed. So now you don't need your kids to like uh, mirror that back to you. Like you have responsibility for it. You don't need to have them show up in this specific way to reassure yourself like the wound didn't continue. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then they are now a lot more free to have whatever experience they're having and tell you exactly what they thought of your parenting. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For better or worse. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite spots to get a deck of the Story Healer Affirmation cards Is it That Feeling Co. in Anchorage, Alaska? That Feeling Co. is an incredible plant store and so much more. They have an amazing coffee shop. They have all kinds of carefully curated gifts and planters and really anything you need to make your space feel more like your home. Tanya and her crew there are committed to making plants accessible and beautiful for anyone who's lucky enough to stop by. So the next time you're looking for that perfect gift, think about stopping by That Feeling Co. They have two locations in Anchorage and you can find them online. So if you were to be giving a history of your family, you could say, the women in my family carried a story of this. But what I know now is more true and what I am taking forward in my lineage is this. Yeah. So I think that the women are in our family, the the lineage, the previous uh, women before me um, didn't have a voice. So um, they uh, were the true, even though they were matriarchs of the family or my grandmother was a matriarch of the family, they still obeyed and listened to what the, um, the, the male, the, the husband said, and no matter what, um, you stayed married to them, no matter, they could do whatever they wanted to, Mm -hmm. and you stay married and you don't have a voice. And so I believe now that, um, all, you know, the women going forward, we have a voice. And so, um, we're able to speak our mind. We don't have to you know, tolerate, um, bad behavior and, Mm -hmm. um, and abuse. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. so powerful. It is powerful. (laughs) Like if all the women that could follow in your lineage could know that they have a voice Mm -hmm. and it is a voice that is worth hearing, man, those are women that could change the world. Right. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I super love that. Uh, Okay, so that is a really beautiful way that you can tell that story in a more loving, 
honest way. I really love the part too about the women before you didn't have a voice and really it's more like they had a belief Mm -hmm. that their voice wasn't worth being heard. Right. So that is like the beautiful thing that you have changed. That's the pivot that you made is like, oh, we always had a voice. And actually that voice was always worth being heard. Right. And then you have a daughter who like has a really clear voice. Oh, she does. Yes. (laughs) Very proud of her to have her voice. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though, um, you know, I think that sometimes we still hold back even though we have our voice. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that moving forward with, you know, all of my children, um, women, Mm -hmm. men, that they all have their voices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I wonder if like the next interaction you have with your daughter, when she is using that strong voice to let you know exactly what she thinks or exactly what she needs, if you're looking at, at it as evidence of how the lineage in your family has changed. Mm -hmm. Like, I wonder if it would be easier to receive or if you could like have that expansive view of her, like, wow, look at you. I think it's a mix. Uh I I do that now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm super proud of her. Um, I do respect her, um, Mm -hmm. her open voice. Sometimes it's hard to take in. Sometimes it's hard to, um, it's a little powerful, a little bit mm-hmm. too powerful, I think, sometimes. Um, not just with me, but with other people also. But I think that she's just finding it also. So yeah. I think she needs to, she's just fine-tuning her voice. Yeah, like so. exploring the edges of it. Of- <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but, I, yes, I, I, I do think that. Um, and I think also, I think we've talked about this previously, too, is learning how to talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Having a different uh, language to talk to her has been very helpful. So, yeah. And what is it that you found most helpful in like kind of reframing the communication between the two of you? Um, listening more (laughs) instead of reacting more, Uh, um, listening to really what, what she's trying to mm -hmm. convey. Cause I think she's very, very direct. I'm a pretty direct person also, but I think she's very direct in, how she communicates, mm-hmm. especially with me. And I think sometimes I'm more reactive. So mm-hmm. I really am just there to listen to her, guide her. She needs it and, um, there for help. So yeah, I, sometimes she doesn't want me to tell her what to do and, um, or you should be doing this or you should be doing that. And yeah. so a lot of times it's just to listen and what can I help you with? So That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I feel like in every relationship ever throughout time, if like people, you know, the person on the receiving end would realize no, almost nobody is like, I need you to solve this problem for me. Right. Like like, it's like 90% of the time. So you can safely start from that point. (laughs) And then some of the time they'll be like, no, 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 this empathy is great. But like, no, seriously, what should I do now? You know? Yeah. <laughs> but so most of the time it is, I just need to feel heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Out of curiosity, what is it that you feel yourself reacting with the most when? With, uh, with, with, oh, um, reacting, it's almost like a defensive. Um, oh, interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, she's 
very upfront about her, um, uh, my parenting, Mm -hmm. um, with her growing up and, um, her childhood that, and so, and how it's affected her, Mm -hmm. um, as an, as a young adult. And I think that before I mm-hmm. would always say, cause she comes from two, two different, you know, her father's side and my side is, well, why don't you talk to your father about that? Like, uh-huh. cause he wasn't around. Why do I have to always take the brunt of everything? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I didn't do a good job, but where was he at? You know? Sure. And so why doesn't he, why don't you call him and tell him this stuff? Mm-hmm. But, um, I've learned that that's not the way to react <laughs> and I was the one there. And so, um, you know, I'm actually the one privilege that I was able mm-hmm. to be there. So, um, mm-hmm. so I learned to, to not be defensive about it and really just to, you know, acknowledge, like you said, um, you know, I hear you, you know, mm-hmm. it must've really been horrible to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, can you tell me a little bit more about how you felt? You know, mm-hmm. she doesn't really respond when I say that, but I think it's just more just a, a changing the way, um, that she's being heard. Totally. And yeah, yeah, she's so. building trust with you in a new way right? because you have always shown up predictably for her. Which, you know, probably is when she just has like an excess of anxiety and stress built up. She knows she can turn to you and tell you you did a crap job when she was a kid and you will (laughs) react and she can react to that. And, you know, it's just like this, this predictable path. So now when you don't react that way, it's discombobulating, you know, Mm -hmm. most of the time. And then, yeah, a lot safer. (laughs) Like, Let me just stop then. I don't know where this is going. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, just to going back to the lines of safety, you know, Mm -hmm. feeling safe is that I wasn't creating a safe place for her. And so, um, that's something that I wanted growing up and still want, you know, um, Mm -hmm. in all relationships. So I think by me changing the way that I listen to her and trying to show up in a more safe where she can speak more safely yeah, is better. She'll open up more, but, Mm -hmm. but it's going to take time um, for sure. Right. It's not, I'm not expecting a miracle right now. (laughs) (laughs) Which like, bless you for saying that because myself, most of all, I think when we like find these new way, we have this new understanding and we can show up in this new, more expansive way. And then we really want the other person to like meet us in that new space immediately. Mm-hmm. I always feel like, oh my gosh, my skin is so fragile here. Like I am trying <laughs> such a new thing, you know, like mm-hmm. I am like so exposed and vulnerable right now that I really need you to like receive this gracefully and gently and like give me the same back. Yeah. So like all the high fives in the world. That you are like, cool, that's not what's happening, but it's all right. I've got a longer game plan in mind. I've got a bigger picture. You don't have to show up with this. I'm going to keep doing what I, we're going where I want us to go in this family. Right. Yep. That's exactly it. Yeah. High five, man. <laughs> that is, that is so much harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Being patient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Patients don't know her. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't hang out with that very often. Yeah. So this next question's a bit um, interesting in terms of all this. I'm curious to see how it hits for you. 
When I consider forgiving myself for an old event, I feel. If you would have asked me that six months ago, I probably would have broke down in tears because actually I still um, get a little teary-eyed. But um, And not really um, been able to forgive myself. But I think now um, I feel... It feels releasing. It feels uh, it feels good to um, to finally acknowledge what happened, um, figure out and learn new ways, and to just um, forgive myself for for the things that you know. I, I honestly, I didn't know was wrong. You know, yeah. so yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's been um, it's been a journey for sure. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, I love so much too, you know, just that you said releasing and all of that, because it's so true. Like when we forgive ourselves, we are releasing something we didn't even know we were holding, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. What would you say the, the biggest story that you're giving yourself forgiveness for? What is that one? Um, the biggest story that I'm uh, for not having a voice with my children into, um, mm. oh, there's a lot actually. I mean, the mm. biggest story though would probably be, um, allowing myself to have my children in a relationship with that was a very unhealthy that they had mm. to continue to to also be in they didn't have a choice so right yeah unhealthy relationships that they had to see mm-hmm. and be a part of mm-hmm. where I didn't have a voice I've um I my daughter said something to me last summer was um she looked up to me so much and to see me in a relationship where I wasn't valued or um I allowed somebody to do things that were not good, mm-hmm. um, that they had to watch. She said it was so hard for her mm-hmm. because she knew how strong of a person I was and, um, how much she looked up to me on everything else, mm-hmm. which I mean is, is very true. So that was really hard to hear mm-hmm. like how, you know, she looked at me, but then when she looked at me with, you know, this person, she was just, it was hard for her to, yeah to, to see that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So what would it sound like to like offer forgiveness to that period of time? Like what the weight that you are still carrying from that, which is palpable. And I can't imagine how heavy it feels inside like, what is it that that part of you needs to hear? I don't Can you rephrase that? Sorry, my mind yeah. went blank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So the part of you that has carried the weight of that story, of that reality that I chose to keep my children in a space that was unhealthy for me and for them, and they had to see me in this disempowered place that part of you that you're still carrying 
If you were to offer her forgiveness, what would it sound like? Um, oh, man. Um, this is a hard one. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that, you, you know, you did, to me, I feel like um, you're in a place, I guess, of to forgive myself. I'm, I don't even know, quite honestly. It's okay. kind of hard to think about, but... I was, to me, the space I was in at that time of my life um, was really hard to navigate. And mm-hmm. I thought I was doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you, I think sometimes you're just looking for, for me, I was looking for that perfect relationship. And I was always trying to fix things. So um, mm-hmm. as far as forgiving myself... Um, or for part of forgiveness. Um, I think I've already done that. I just, um, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, this one's a hard one to. Yeah. 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 Um, what would it feel like to, I mean, like I heard you saying it there as well. Like you were doing the best you could, you know, that idea of like, we're doing the best we can with the tools we have and the bandwidth we have at the time, you know, mm-hmm. that you were in that space, not looking to cause any harm at all to anyone, just trying to make everything okay for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and to tell her all of the energy you are using to make everything okay in this chaos, one day we're going to use that energy to just love ourselves and love our kids Mm. and walk forward in a new way. Yes. Yeah. No, that's true. That's, Mm -hmm. that's really true. I think, um, after this last, um, relationship, um, and after my daughter saying that to me was actually in June. Oh, wow. Of this, this year, I -hmm. think that was really, um, I was just tired. Mm -hmm. I was tired of, um, going through these are unhealthy relationships and I, and I wanted to love myself more. Mm -hmm. And so that was started my journey, Mm -hmm. but yeah. Yeah. I love to just like, um, I know one of the things that like one of the stories you held through the, you know, when your kids were young was, I forget exactly how you worded it, but I'm a stressed out single mom or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like almost like a mantra. Like, what do you expect? Yeah. Stressed out single mom. Yeah. That was yeah, my yeah. daughter actually mm-hmm. um, came up with that term. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like something that really like, you know, fit inside of you of like, oh, that's why it's so hard, <laughs> you know, because I'm a stressed out single mom, of course. Yeah. Um, which... I'm like so curious because, you know, we did really beautiful work around setting that story down and figuring out what was more true and like kind of letting yourself have a bigger space than that, mm-hmm. than just the stressed out single mom. Um, changing that whole perspective um, and changing the way that I hear that story or mm-hmm. talk about that story now with my children is, is completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, hearing how they felt 
during that period of time or just even asking them. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're willing to talk about it. Sometimes they don't, and it's really up to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, all I can do now is just change my story moving forward. Um, yeah. Yeah, so. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that is, like, uh, a form of forgiveness that we don't necessarily think of. Like, when we let ourselves put down the old story that justified why life was, it means that we're safe enough and we will protect ourselves enough that whatever it was, we can handle that. And you deserve to have a multifaceted story. Mm-hmm. You were a human having a very difficult experience over a long period of time. And there were so many different facets to it. Yeah. You know, that feels like one of those spaces where you're like really incorporating, integrating maybe this part of yourself that you felt shame around and you didn't, you know, wasn't a time of your life that you were like, gosh, remember when? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. It's not something you, you talk about. <laughs> right. Yeah. You talk about the good things, not uh-huh. necessarily all the, the crappy parts about it. Right. Yeah. But, you know, just to like connect the dot there, you have made a safe enough, protected enough space for yourself and you love yourself enough that you can tell that story. Mm-hmm. And that it doesn't hold judgment in it. Right. Because it simply, it just was. Yeah. It was just you doing the best you could to take care of all of these people and make everything okay. And yeah, yeah. you do that a lot differently now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Okay, the last question on this one. The old harmful belief about myself I most need to release is... Jeez, I don't know. This one's hard to do, too. (laughs) (laughs) The old harmful belief about myself that I need to release is... Okay, let me ask it in a different way. Knowing that what you needed to hear as a kid was somebody loved you, they saw you, that you were worth protecting, that everything would be okay. What is more true for you now? around the story of the parent you received, the parent you were? Like, what do you know about yourself now? Um, I know that, um, that the lineage that I had before was um, a cycle that was from who knows how many generations before in that um, my mother also probably had no idea what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, she was just doing the best that she knew how. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned to forgive her. I also um, was taken into that cycle also. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've forgiven myself for what I've done with my children. Mm-hmm. That I feel now that I'm parenting in a different way, even though they're adult children, young adult children. And that um, I, we're breaking the cycle. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that, you know, I love myself. And, you know, I, I think I want my children to also um, love themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. (laughs) That's so beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. That is a story that like to release that out into the world, you know? 
Yeah. That's powerful. Thank you. It's so exciting, too, to consider, like, as you move forward, you know, with... Because we're still in just the top layer of stories. I mean, you know, just the big, gnarly ones. Mm -hmm. Not even the small, nuanced ones that, you know, you're like, oh, I just thought that was true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So to come at it from that place that says, oh, okay, I can look at stories through a lens that acknowledges that I have this lineage behind me. I was part of that cycle, but I matter enough to myself. And I am very good at protecting myself so I am ensuring that I am not carrying those forward and that my children will have the opportunity to be guided in something new and different Mm -hmm. that's incredible Mm -hmm. good you're doing (laughs) such a good job like (laughs) oh this has been hard (laughs) oh I mean, I know we've talked about it before, but it's like, God, that is your superpower to do the hard stuff like this. Yeah. Because it's the stuff that is so, man, like we could easily make it so filled with shame that no one would ever want to look at it. And that is the place that most people stay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I I was there, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. So I'm going to have you shuffle through. Okay. Pick a postcard. Okay. The one that feels right. And you're not going to see what the postcard says on the other side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not okay. going to look at it. It's going to be part of the whole thing. And I will say that the affirmation is written on the side of the postcard you'll be looking at. Just ignore it. <laughs> Okay, I think this is just one. They're pretty thick. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So what is the one thing? What's the one thing that you know today in your bones that a month from now you want to whisper in your ear to remember this above all else? Um, uh, You have a voice. Mm-hmm. On the side? Okay. The most beautiful thing about the story healing work is when it gets shared, it resonates with so many other people because these are not stories that are just held by one person. Right. So, like, it is the most beautiful thought to me that people are going to be hearing your stories and like, oh, God, I thought it was just me. Like, just that (laughs) makes us feel so much less alone on the path thank you thank you hey story healer don't forget to rate review and subscribe i'll see you in the next session as we all change the stories and heal our worlds